You're listening to the Industry Alchemist podcast. The definition of alchemy is a seemingly magical process of transformation or creation. This podcast exists to hear the stories of entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders doing just that in their industry. We hear about the journey of the brave souls carving a new path, moving their industry and our lives forward in a seemingly magical way. This episode is brought to you by OfficeChief.com. Office Chief exists to make moving your office easy and painless. Moving an office can be a big hassle. On top of running your company, you're thrown into having to figure out what to do. Hire space planners, furniture companies, movers, IT consultants, the list goes on. It only takes two minutes to create a profile and Office Chief gives you a step-by-step action plan and connects you with the top vendors in your market. Moving your office? Log on to officechief.com and make it easy. I'm your host, Matt Brower, co-founder and managing broker of Column Commercial Partners, helping companies save money on their real estate. I'm also founder and CEO of OfficeChief.com, an online resource for businesses moving their office or updating their space. Hey guys, our guest today is a well-connected figure in Denver's business community. Having started her career in 1998 in various executive assistant roles for top executives in the entertainment industry in California, She first caught the entrepreneurial bug in 2009 when she founded a handcrafted consumer products company after moving to Denver that year. Running that business on the side while supporting an influential private equity CEO here, another Denver executive asked her to uh, help him find an admin. Uh, This was the catalyst for her current company called Exceptional Admins, which changes executives' lives one exceptional admin at a time. She's a wife and mother of two. Welcome to the show, Helani Ellis. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Thank you for being here. I appreciate yeah. that. This is really the time. great. I know Full you're... disclosure, yeah. I, I feel kind of awkward. I'm the guest today. I mean, I run my own <laughs> podcast, and I showed up out my mics That's right. to record, you're... so it's really neat to kind of be on that guest side, so That's thanks for great. having me. You got yeah. to just show up and I did. I got to show here. up, and here I am yeah. with mic in hand and sitting with you, and so thank you for having me. I'm super pumped about yeah. this conversation. And your podcast is called Executive Admins? Um, Exceptional I'm Admins. I'm sorry. I keep get, making that. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Exceptional Admins. It could admins. actually be any of those things, hopefully elevating the understanding of an administrative professional, but Exceptional Admins. That's the name of the brand. That's the name of the company that I run, and it takes the kind of concentration around executive assistance to the next level of, well, don't you mean executive assistant? And I'll say, no, exceptional admin. There's a difference and there's a quality of service Mm. that comes with having a different individual in the seat, and that's dependent on where they are in their career as an admin and so on. So I hope we get to cover some of those things. Yeah, definitely. And before we uh, kind of dive in deeper, I want to apologize in advance (laughs) if I make any weird noises. I'm getting over the last minute, uh, last... uh, Kind of a crud of the of having of a, a cold, cold over season. the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I can, as an executive assistant, you want me to get you a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> I think I should be okay, but I appreciate the offer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to, if you could, dive in further about how it's very uh, interesting to me that somebody that has uh, really served in a supportive role mm-hmm. most of your career uh, was able to take the leap into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and do what you're doing now. Can you talk more about how uh, Exceptional Admins kind of came to be? Yeah. How how you made that shift? I believe I've had the entrepreneurial gene ever since I was a little girl. 
I could be found in front of a sewing machine, you know, making products and art, be it scrunchies, and going to the craft fair at my school and selling them, you know, for like a quarter each. So I believe I've had the entrepreneurial gene, which is connected to being a risk taker. Uh, I'm very extroverted. I'm very committed. Uh, that is fueled by passion, which sometimes can get mislabeled as other things. But mm. I really live with a servant heart and passion behind the things that I'm excited about. So I, <laughs> I was an entrepreneur multiple times, be it running the handmade brand, which you mentioned at the beginning. I also founded a nonprofit at a charter school where my boys were once attending, and then. With being an executive assistant, you're required to make executive decisions. You're required to, I'm going to kind of try to unfold this and hopefully get to an end point for my executive. It does require risk taking. Um, having sat in a role supporting a dynamic CEO in a private equity space here in Denver, I was getting exposure to his external relationships. And I knew as his extension, I had to bring a certain sense of composure to that role so that they knew when they were interacting with me, it was for him. And he, the joke I make is there's 365 days in a year. He traveled like 310 of them. So who was holding wow. down the fort? Who was, you know, keeping things moving and, and getting shit done? And that was me. And yeah. one executive in particular, and you touched on it briefly, was like, I have not met an assistant like this before. Where did you find her? And at the time, which was in 2012, because I started that role in the beginning of 2013, it was monster.com. That's now, how uh, now being you got connected yeah, with the Yeah, now being a headhunter, I don't use that platform. Quite honestly, I don't post and pray <coughs> someone good's going to show up. A lot of my work is poaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and my executive at the time said she'd love that because he knew how much I cared about the servant heart and quite honestly absorbing the minutia on behalf of an executive who's a heavy visionary mm. that should be, excuse me, connected to their job description, doing the things that help the company move forward, which then creates growth, which then creates jobs and all those beautiful things that ripple from that. So I helped that individual. And he was just in love with the fact that there wasn't this is an empty seat, fill it, Halani. It came with education. It came with really understanding what is an admin. And there's this sad thing, just an admin, that we're just in front of our generalization of our profession is harmful. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing, if anyone's listening who's an executive that you should take away from my time with Matt, is no two executive assistants are alike. They aren't, we yeah. are unique, we have our own brand. And I was able to decode with that executive what he was looking for by asking vulnerable questions and like straightforward questions like, where are you a bad executive? Like, how can we help you be better? How can we represent the office of the CEO and, you know, help you out? Yeah, so that's what, uh, so this podcast focuses on uh, entrepreneurs yeah. and leaders that are being disruptive in their industry. Yeah. And what you do is you don't, um, you mentioned headhunter. Yeah. You're not uh, a placement firm. You're not like a recruiter. Mm. You're distinct in that you're actually like a, in a deeper people business. Mm. You're uh, talk more about that. You're, you're dissecting the executive so that how are you making the match? Love the question. And thank you for asking. Here's why. I am known for in the community for anyone that's met me and worked with me. And we've interacted socially outside. I'm in the business of people people first. In recruiting, they're in the business of sales first. Mm -hmm. They're in the business of filling the seat. They have literally quotas to meet. They are super excited that the resume says executive assistant because they don't know the role in depth and to the 
weeds of the role in the admin life that they do think the title tells them that that person's going to be a fit. Yeah. And for me, one of the things, and I love the word disruption, I try to use it as often as possible, is I'm disrupting the human capital space. I am bringing a lens to a role that needs education first. Mm. You cannot put an EA into a seat assuming that her skill set and her brand as an EA fits that executive. Um, I have a hard requirement where when I meet with clients before engaging with them contractually, I want to know I'm going to walk away and actually like wanting to work for them myself, which then I'm better at advertising as their essential publicist during this whole vetting and research and partnership project of finding them their person, that I'm going to help them find the fit. So from a disruption standpoint and being in the human capital space, I'm constantly having to separate myself from the word recruiter. Mm. A recruiter is salesy. They love the resume, and that's just about the depth of what they do. I ask the hard questions. I visit on site. I want to know that that executive knows, which you'll appreciate because you've had an assistant before, you got to have skin in the game as an executive. This person is just not a catch-all. Yeah. Now, some roles require a conveyor-built assistant, and that's wonderful. And there's some assistants that want to sit in the capacity of just having the work sent to them and executing it and not going outside of those boundaries. And there's a place for that type of service from a professional. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's great. It's, um, And I would imagine that uh, the the role of an EA has to there has to be more focus on the EQ or the Emotional personal quotient. depth oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah versus I know a lot of you know I have a lot of friends that are in the placement business recruiting business uh -huh. and they're very good at what they do most I think all of them actually focus on like director level executives and up mm -hmm. um, you know and they're working on contingency and things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and that is very much more heavily weighted, as you just said, on like, what does the resume look like? It's yeah. the IQ stuff. It's what, what's your background. Um, True. But the executive assistant, mm -hmm. uh, you know, admin role has to be more of a deeper personal connection. This is so true. And um, in the essence of living the admin life personally, now having the pleasure to announce over 60 placements in less than three years and really changing the lives of the executives and quite wow. honestly, the admins, um, there's a craving for the different approach that I bring. And it's a lot of education. Quite honestly, I was saying in 2017 when I really hit the ground running with the company, that I was providing 20 to 30% of education with the partnership. I think these executives, which the joke is, there is no class in college or MBA that is how to work with your assistant and they have to take that class. Yeah. So they do show up with this misperception or the mad men mentality of she's just a catch all or he, there are some males and I've placed them and I'm excited about that. When you're coming to the table to have a conversation with an executive and a leader you have to help them understand what they're looking for, like a real estate agent, and you're mm -hmm. in real estate. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? What's the square footage? Where do you want to be? What's the vibe of it? From an EQ, emotional quotient, 60% of my concentration is personality. And the real priceless thing about engaging with me and my company is I can have the conversations HR cannot have. I can have the conversations that executives can't have. I can find out if they're a career interviewer or if they're a real person. 60% of my concentration is I want to know you. I want to be here as the admin advocate. What are your career objectives, Julie? Mm. 
Mm. What are you looking for? And if that makes a strong connection to a client I'm talking to, someone I'm romancing or someone I'm deeply vetting for, let's talk deeper. Because these admins literally give up a part of their life to support another human being and it's a very selfless role and really being able to help them find that fit where they're appreciated, where they're, you know, being able to do more than the core responsibilities. Everyone feels fucking alive. Yeah. And why not feel like that at the right. office? Yeah. Yeah. So emotional quotient is a large part of what I do. And you cannot pick that up on paper. Right. You can't. And so I'm having candor, you know, the woman you're getting now and we've, we've had social interactions outside before. It's. You know, just be real with these people. And the biggest thing, too, which was why I was excited to spend time with you on this topic, is the misperception. I can tell you 90% of the time on the calls I have with candidates, they're like, wow, someone understands me. And we aren't fully understood because that title is just the label of, you know, who we are. But we're so much more than that. Yeah. So um, you have placed 20 people each year for the last three years. Uh, how how yeah. are you doing that? How do you have the yeah. bandwidth? Yeah, right. How do you pull uh, this off? That's yeah. a lot. So for the sake of numbers, because executives like numbers and data, uh, 2017 was when I really took the company off, off the ground, gave it the concentration. My business plan as an entrepreneur said six placements in the first year running the company full time. I placed 15 that year, and I did it as a side hustle the first six months, and the latter six months was full-time, full force, all by myself, with no assistant and not a lot of solutions technically in place. Damn. Um, it's a lot of conversations you had. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of conversations, a lot of networking, you know, being in a room and events with thought leaders, which is very different than people that want to show up to those business card passing moments. I do have to say I'm honored that a lot of the people that knew me as an EA knew my brand knew my hustle, knew my grit, knew my hospitality, which is a huge part connected to EQ, when I was an assistant. And so when they heard that there's this person, they're like, holy shit, how can we get behind her? How yeah. can we help her? Because she's going to help executives. Right. And so the next year, be it 2018, I placed 19. Company goal that year was 20. I was one off, which was fine. Last year, because we're recording this at the beginning of 2020, 2019, I did 32 placements. Oh, my gosh. I blew up in such a beautiful way. Yeah, thank you. And it's really powerful when you get that phone call. 98% of the business is referral. I don't do advertising. I think, quite honestly, word of mouth is a lot healthier for business growth. I'm super patient. You know, being a mother of kids, I, I run a tight ship at home. Mm -hmm. um, I have a type A personality, but I've adopted in the last seven or eight years running at a lowercase a versus an uppercase a <laughs> but i can turn on my uppercase a at any given time because i need it as an yeah. entrepreneur i mean you know that the way that i am um, bring the story to the table bring the education i believe for those that i get to interact with in social settings they walk away from me smarter and that's a really big draw because i'm bringing the education and the passion connected to what i do and you want to be a part of that versus like, okay, and I had this call last night. So we want to know how fast you can get in here, how soon can we see candidates, and what are your terms? I said, I'm not a transactional um, support person. You're welcome to call one of the larger firms. Well, no, 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 we've heard about you. And I said, I'm very committed to the partnership first and all hands on deck. Um, if you're looking for a fast placement and you just want someone in the seat, I'm honored you called, but I won't be able to work with you. Yeah. They'd never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Because they also prefaced the beginning of that call with, uh, we're, we're interviewing firms. I'm like, thank you for your time. Yeah. Where wow. am I in that too, by the way? Am I your first call or your last call? Because right. if I'm your first call, 
I'm going to be stuck with you the rest of your other calls. And they love the story. That's they love great. the story, and it's not always connected to the placement number, but they love that I fucking have sat in that seat. Yeah. And being in the entertainment industry in L.A. just really gave me the edge to be anticipatory, which any executive listening, you guys all love that. When we anticipate your needs, when we get in front of you, and when we can bring executive composure to say, you know what, Matt? No, we're not doing that today. You're not going to have lunch with Halani this afternoon. We're going to punt her because you need to sit and work on this deck and stop procrastinating. And Matt <laughs> would say... Okay, you're right, because we've got your back. Yeah. That obviously oh, man, comes... I need that on a daily basis. Do you really? Yeah, we'll talk after. <laughs> that comes with building trust, though. And some of these executives out there, for all of the entrepreneurs listening, it's hard to, one, know you are ready and deserve assistant support. Some executives and entrepreneurs that I've um, spoken to in private settings when I've been invited to come speak in peer groups... I'm, I'm not big enough. I don't need an assistant. I said, why not? Are you doing email at 10 p.m.? Are you disengaged at soccer practice for so-and-so? Yeah. Are you habitually late to lunches? Right? What is your brand saying about you as an executive? And if with an, the, with an admin, you have the ability to be better in your role. I mean, you have a job description, even though it's not in black and white on paper, and you've got to commit to those things that keep you on purpose. Yeah. I'm launching a product this year. I'm going to announce it for the first time right now. Ooh. Yeah, it's called Remote EA. And it okay. is strictly Denver-based only professionals, and it's going to disrupt the virtual assistant platform. Really? Yeah. Is it a technology platform, or is it? Nope, it's straight it? up still humans, okay. high-caliber executive assistants that are looking for part-time fractional support. And oh, I've got, got two, it. Okay. two EAs right now working with two um, executive entrepreneurs running small companies, a million and under, and uh, they have the ability to work remotely, but meet at a Starbucks or you know in an office setting once or twice a week. Uh, what I'm growing is going to be bigger than what I'm doing today. Wow. I'm very excited. Um, you alluded to this at the breakfast that we had, Shock and Claws. I did. For That's a the, great breakfast uh, we yeah, did, too. Yeah, for yeah. the uh, Goodwood Club. I did. I, I trickled that a little bit into our breakfast that That's morning. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, well, thanks for announcing exciting. that here. Yeah, I did. I've got a few people on the pilot program, and they're... You know, they have all these concerns, right? It's like, how am I going to freaking use an admin? That's where I come in. Yes, I know everyone can't use me, and that's fine. Please don't post and pray, by the way, for someone good to show up. That doesn't happen, yeah. especially in our tight talent market. I think in September, my stats are 2.6 unemployment rate here mm. and 3.5 national average. Jeez. And California is like almost 5.0% on unemployment. So those are old stats considering this is January, but it's, it's tight. You cannot post and pray. And again, thinking that every EA is the same, we have our own brand and we bring it to the table. Yeah, you have to take an offensive, uh, you have to be in the offense when it comes to yeah. placement. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like, uh, especially, you know, I have learned in my entrepreneurial journey, yes. the more you can learn to say no to certain clients, mm. the, more, the better your brand or the, the deeper your brand becomes in the marketplace. And yeah. you saying no to this, uh, the story you just told about, no, they want that's to have not, me not in. the volume play. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of a recent client that uh, we helped purchase uh, an office condo. Mm -hmm. He then referred a new client to us. Mm -hmm. And the way he said it was, you know, Matt and his team mm. at Column Commercial, they provide more of a white glove oh, yeah. approach yeah. to you know, the, the real estate transaction process. That's mm -hmm. what I'm getting, hearing 100%. you talk. Um, my past executive said to me, Helani, you're the Tiffany and company of headhunting. You're the Tiffany and company of headhunting. Um, I love that. 
the minute you walk into Tiffany, you know the quality of the product. Right. You know the brand. They never advertise unless they're in the back of a slick magazine, you know, at the backside of a Ritz-Carlton on the coffee table in that beautiful lobby. Um, it's intentional, like you. I'm very relationship-driven. I've had a few people in 2019 call me, and I can sense on the phone that they think I'm a recruiter, and they're not going to want to take that partnership level with me. They just want the resume. They don't want me to come to their office. And I've kindly said even on the call, you know what, thank you so much for this experience and conversation. I'm not your solution. And I've also walked into meetings where I personally would not support that individual. And I'm like, this isn't going to be uplifting for anyone. And because I get connected to the candidates with the candor that comes up during the inter interactions, I don't fucking want that call where they're mm -hmm. going to tell me it's a shit show. Right. I don't yeah. have time for that. I got, I got lives to change in a positive way. Yeah. And sometimes that's a wake-up call for a lot of these executives that realize it's not just an admin that they need. They need to think about culture. They need to think how they're creating uni unity. And quite honestly, I know their solution is an admin, right? Because she helps this person, he or she be at the executive, buy that time back to focus on one-on-ones with their main direct reports and then those below them. And anyone that can spend time with a leader is so uplifting. You want to learn and go behind the person that is moving a business forward and a concept and idea. I mean, everyone likes to be a part of a visionary's life. I mean, I think that's why we get along so well. You're a visionary thinking of things. You're about people like me. Mm -hmm. You're fun. We were putt-putt buddies in 2017 Ditto. and yeah. we won. We were so good partners, but that's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's when Do we you met. Remember that? So we met that's where in we 17 met when, in 2017. Yeah, when yeah. you had just launched I shortly it, before it, that. Fresh. It was that summer. I think I was 3 months into really being a full hustle entrepreneur. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah, great memories. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a good day. That's great. Well, let's uh, dive a little uh, deeper into you personally. Like, uh, what do you spend time on outside mm -hmm. of? Obviously, you're a mother of two. I'm mm -hmm. sure you're, I think they're at the age where they're like, you're probably driving to soccer games and hockey games. and uh, You know what? I'm actually not that mom. Oh, it's okay. very interesting. And you have an assistant for that? <laughs> right, right, right. And actually being a one-woman business, I know the importance of an assistant. I have a full-time assistant. She's on staff. I'm a two-person show. Nice. We're getting shit done. Um, so I like long walks on the beach. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of vacation with my kids and my husband. We like to travel. We're currently thinking about Portugal. I was actually oh, going to talk to you about yeah, international travel after yeah um as a, as a entrepreneur i have the same illness all entrepreneurs have turning it off however i am that cliche it doesn't feel like work when i'm thinking about my business mm. and thinking about these verticals and these opportunities to service the community uh, the professional community deeper is just so exciting. Yeah. So I can be found editing my own podcast, which is called Exceptional Admins, which executives should absolutely listen to on top of the admins that listen to it. And yeah, H I'm going to check that out for sure. And HR. Um, I'm, you know, I'm editing my podcast episodes. I'm thinking of new ideas. I, in my free time, I, I like to read, although my business requires a lot of reading because my candidates are required to complete a series of homework so that the client can learn more deeply about them in written form beyond a resume. It's very disruptive what I do. Yes. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, and so yeah. it could take me a year to read a 250-page book. So I'm super big on articles because those are quick reads. Um, 
I collect mugs, which is a cute thing. And sometimes I struggle picking the right mug, especially during my favorite season, which is Christmas, which we've just gone through. I'm super avid about health and wellness. Mm. I mean, I'm super big. And you kind of mentioned a moment about saying no. I've learned that word. It's even just two letters. Why is it hard to say sometimes? Yeah, it's so powerful. And yeah. I've created the right, and I've used this phrase a lot in the last six months, and I hope those listening get to use it for themselves. Jeff Bezos said in an article, stop saying work-life balance, work-life harmony. You know, thinking of a teeter-totter. You cannot put two individuals who are sort of the same weight and find that balance for the teeter-totter to stay at level, right? Yeah. So finding harmony, the figure eight, right? Like there's peaks, there's valleys, there's highs and lows and all of that. I've been blessed to really create some nice harmony in my life. I'm a huge spinner. I've adopted Pilates. I'm 40 now, and I used to run a lot, and that's just not for me. Um, Pilates is great. Spinning is great. You know, I swear I'm so big on what you put in your body. Mm -hmm. I'm really big about eating the right food. I'm really big about um, thinking about as I get older, right? And some women are like, oh my God, I'm 40 and you will never catch me saying that. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm 40. This is amazing. The next 10 years are gonna be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And it's all about perspective, right? And really That's why you and I get along so well. I think so, the same yeah. mindset. <laughs> having the ability, and which you'll probably agree, changing your mindset's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Really trying to stop yourself from the rabbit hole of discouragement. I'm not going to take that left because that's going to be a shit show in my thoughts. I'm going to take that right. I'm going to take that right because I want to be positive today. I want to live with intention and purpose that return to me good things. Now, granted, I'm human, right? And I could have a moment of like total frustration. And I've adopted a five-minute rule that the minute I'm going to want to be pissed, I'm going to give myself only five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to turn on that clock. And by that time that first 60 seconds is over, I'm like... I don't have time to sit here and worry. Now, the caveat to that is I may have five or ten five-minute sessions in any given day, but I'm choosing to stay on purpose. I'm choosing to stay committed to really, again, still being a servant heart, the purpose that my company has to change the lives of people in the community. Yeah. Wow. And it really does come down to choice. It does, doesn't think it? Think about it. Yeah. 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 Choice, intention, purpose. And the hard thing for a lot of people out there is they kind of don't know what that means to them. And so there's a lot of opportunity to discover what makes you tick. And I'm really passionate about writing shit down. Mm. What were you doing? And this is actually a question I say to my entrepreneurs when we have an initial phone call. I challenge anyone listening to take a piece of paper from your printer, a solid line down the middle. On the left, write everything you've been doing all week and that you're going to do that puts you on purpose for your business and the stuff that you should not be doing or that you're only 75% good at, throw it in the other column. Or you don't enjoy doing. That's the other one. Yeah. So even throw a news box on that piece of paper, things that you just don't like. And I tell admins, I'm like, listen, 80% of what we do should be great, 20% allowed to suck. Yeah. Right. And I've been actually having, kind of connecting to the personal side, my 14-year-old who's a freshman in high school, which is crazy to say out loud, um, he's at a special school that is a charter and it's STEM down in Highlands Ranch. Huh. And science, technology, engineering, and math, and the way that they teach them is so different than when you and I were in high school. Professors and retired professionals are the teachers. Oh, interesting. So he is in a beautiful computer technology class learning from a retired Microsoft employee. I mean, you can't get any better on like real life shit That's than incredible. that. That's incredible, yeah. So we're constantly talking about as a mom to a son, he wants to apply for his first job, which I'm trying really hard not to suffocate my son on how to get ready for that interview. Um, but, you know, being 
on purpose and explaining to your kids like, yes, you may not like that class, you may not like that teacher, but there's a season to that. So as entrepreneurs, you should be thinking about what keeps you on purpose. And I'm always about just the goals for this year. People ask, what is your five-year business goal? I can't answer that. I can tell you kind of what I want to be doing, but if I put it to paper, I'm feeling like I'm supposed to work on that, but maybe that doesn't make sense yet. So think about just this year with the goals, thinking about your purpose, and maybe People think that revenue is what's successful. Think about how many touch points you have this year. Mm -hmm. I always say, like, even with you, like, when I meet you, I know that there's at least a ripple or two beyond you, Matt, of someone who may be saying at lunch, God, I need an assistant. Boom. Who's the first person that comes to mind just for a call? That's me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Same thing on the reverse for you. And I'm hearing from new entrepreneurs who are startups, which I mentioned your name the other day. Yeah. Oh, to my you. client who's currently interviewing. Yeah. They're just trying to exercise. We work a little bit longer. And I'm like, when yeah. you're ready, I've got the relationship for you. Perfect. And, um, you know, just thinking about that and, and really driving with growth that relationships drive growth, not business. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, this was a fun conversation. Thank you. I'm so excited to have been here and to be able to talk about this and actually be a guest. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I uh, look forward to checking your podcast out. Yes, really please. quickly, before I forget, how can our listeners reach you if they're interested in learning more or mm -hmm. hiring an executive assistant? Thank you. Yeah. So on the website, which is exceptionaladmins, plural at the end, .com, there's a wealth of information. There's a client's pay, uh, section, a candidate section. You know, I've got just a limited of information around remote EA that's out there to just kind of peak further interest and understanding. I may actually have a lunch and learn around that. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm constantly engaging. I have a bit more funnier stuff on my Instagram feed because that's a social, social channel. I truly keep it business related on the uh, LinkedIn side. And I'm, I'm in the community. You know, I'm, I'm at events where it makes sense for me to be there and tell the story and connect with people. For me, one of my goals this year is doing more of this, right, and getting in front of people who, one, I adore like you and being able to have further conversations. I really want the community to know you aren't alone in not understanding this profession. And two, like when you make your first million, do you do your own taxes? No, you don't. You reach out to a resource. Yeah. And that's the resource here in Denver, and it's me. That's great. Thank you, Matt. Helani, thank you so much. I appreciate you.